From the darkest reaches of space to the deepest corners of your mind. Your mind. Welcome to From the Void. For many, Halloween is the time of year when they can dress up like someone else. Perhaps something spooky, or perhaps something sexy. Personally, I think the insane amount of sexy costumes is both weird and absolutely sexist, but that's for another podcast. Regardless, Halloween serves as a night for us to embrace our darker nature in the spirit of fun, and of course, candy. It's also one of the oldest traditions in the world. Civilizations throughout history have celebrated some sort of ritual observance related to life after death, where we go when we die, and how the living should honor those who have passed on. From Mexico's Day of the Dead to China's Tomb Sweeping Day to the modern version of Halloween, celebrated in countries like the United States and Canada. They all, according to many scholars, can be traced back to the ancient Celtic festival of Samhain. Over the years, Christian groups have attempted to demonize the holiday based on the idea that Samhain was the Celtic god of the dead and that Halloween was his feast. This is a popular misconception, however, that stems from an error made on the part of the 18th century British engineer Charles Valancey, who wrote about the festival. In all actuality, it was the church itself that preserved the Samhain holiday in the West by adopting it in the 9th century, thus creating one of the most popular holidays in the world. Think of it as the church remarketing or repurposing it, in a sense. The Festival of Samhain was very different from our modern Halloween celebration, however. The Celts who lived primarily in what is now Ireland, the United Kingdom, and Northern France celebrated their new year on November 1st. For them, this day marked the end of summer and the harvest and the beginning of winter. Celts believed that on the night before the new year, the boundary between the world of the living and the dead became blurred. They thought that it was at this time that the dead could return and walk in the world of the living again. Unfortunately, very little of the original rituals of the ancient Samhain were retained after the church absorbed it. From what we can tell, though, observance of the holiday included stocking up on supplies for the winter, slaughtering cattle, and disposing of bones in what they called bone fires, which eventually became known as bonfires. People got together, ate and drank, and basically partied with the understanding that some of your ghost relatives could show up at your party. They were not only expected, but welcomed. Thus, they would set out things like food. Not only did they expect human spirits to show up, but also believed it was possible for other non-human spirits to stop by. Things like elves, fairies, the quote, wee folk, sprites, and dark energies were other potential party crashers. In fact, the Halloween tradition of wearing masks actually stems from this belief. In order to deceive the angry spirits, people would smear ashes on their faces from the bonfires, a practice known as guising. Many scholars believe that the church intentionally moved to Christianize Samhain by turning it into All Hallows' Eve. All Hallows' Eve became a night of vigil, prayer, and fasting in preparation for the next day when the saints were honored at a far tamer celebration. The tradition of lighting bonfires remained, and the changing of the seasons still observed only now to honor Christ. Somewhere around the 16th century, the practice of, quote, souling integrated into the holiday. This is where the poor of the town or city would go around knocking on doors 
asking for a soul cake or a soul mass cake in return for prayers. By the 17th century, it is thought that Guy Fawkes Day added a new component where children would go door to door, often wearing masks, pushing an effigy of Guy Fawkes in a wheelbarrow and begging for money or treats. Naturally, as the British began to colonize North America, they brought their traditions with them. The Puritans in New England kept the observance of Guy Fawkes Day in November 5th as a way to show their moral superiority to Catholics who celebrated what they saw as holidays that associated with pagan beliefs, such as Christmas and Easter. Later, the rituals of Samhain would arrive in the United States along with the influx of Irish immigrants during the potato famine. Since the Irish were largely Catholic, they continued to observe holidays like All Hallows' Eve, All Saints' Day, and All Souls' Day, along with the aforementioned practice of souling, along with a new tradition of the jack-o'-lantern. The history of the jack-o'-lantern is associated with the Irish folktale of Stingy Jack. As the story goes, Stingy Jack was a bit of a clever drunk who basically fools the devil into banning him from hell. But he's also not allowed into heaven, so where do you go? He's stuck roaming the world carrying a small lantern made of a turnip with a red-hot ember from hell inside to light his way. So on All Hallows' Eve, the Irish would carve turnips and place a candle inside them and carry them around while souling to protect themselves from spirits like Stingy Jack. You can start to see where all the ingredients for the modern-day tradition of Halloween came from. The tradition of going door-to-door and asking for treats to carrying jack-o'-lanterns. The change from turnips to pumpkins was one of practicality. It's much easier to carve a pumpkin than a turnip. In fact, the tradition of Halloween parties, costume contests, parades, food, dancing, and the like were a result of one poor woman's attempt to prevent her home from being vandalized on October 31st. A woman by the name of Elizabeth Krebs from Hiawatha, Kansas, back in 1912, organized a party the following year in hopes it would tire out the young vandals from destroying her garden. Unfortunately, it didn't work. So the next year, 1914, she invited the entire city, and this time it worked. News of the success made its way to other towns and cities who adopted the same idea, leading to the American touch on traditions of Halloween. However, by the 1920s, this idea hadn't quite caught on nationwide, and the night took on the nickname of Mischief Night. So how do you keep the neighborhood kids from destroying your property? Well, somewhere along the way, the tradition of giving candy in return for leaving your home alone became practice. Sort of like bribery. In fact, the phrase trick-or-treat first appears in print around this time in an article in Canada in 1927. This tradition stuck as one quarter of all the candy sold annually in the U.S. is purchased for Halloween. Americans also spend an estimated $6 billion annually on Halloween. Think about that. So in the end, Halloween comes from a vast mixture of traditions, from the ancient Celts to the Irish Catholics to the melting pot of the United States and Canada. Today's version of Halloween is universal with no real attachment to any particular religion and includes costumes, candy, parties, jack-o'-lanterns, decorations, and scary movies. It's a holiday where just for one day, you can pretend to be someone else and eat way too many candy bars. So happy Halloween, and don't forget your mask, or the angry spirits just might get you. <laughs>